The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. The following episode has been brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and is sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Three. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And I'm looking all weird like right now. Like, what the hell is going <laughs> on with me? Hi, everyone. Oh, there's a camera right there. Okay, cool. <laughs> so wanted to welcome everybody uh, to another uh, wonderful episode of our podcast. And uh, Jeremy, how you doing? Doing okay, man. Doing okay. Excited. We got uh, we got football back. So uh, right? very, right. very excited. Dude, I, my man, Monday. Monday was like hilarious. I mean, you're, Josh, your brother. Oh my God! Why are you guys going so fast with the freaking fantasy football? It's too much. You know, it's my favorite time of the year, fantasy football time. It's it's my time to you know, put you in your place and, and oh. let you know you know where you stand, which is you know behind me in the in the pecking order. And then you wake up. That's beautiful that you have dreams like that. It's good to strive for dreams because when I when I'm champion of the league as i you know <laughs> meant to be i will be lowering this over you like he has such dreams know. ladies and gentlemen such well, big dreams it's so <laughs> so sad that they will all be shattered and dashed <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta love you gotta love the the uh, the the what is it the um the i can't find the word the bullshit really of, uh, <laughs> See, he can't even sit still, people, because he has no no idea what to do with himself and with me in front of him being the champion that I am. Who won the last championship? Asterix, mind you, Asterix. We both quit that freaking league, by the way. So and and, and who and who still won without even having to play his team? Without I, I having to... in, dude, I came in second on that one, and I didn't even play. Second. If I would have played, if I hold on, if I would have played. You would have been right behind me, bud. It would have been. I would have played. You, it, it. See, that's the thing. I didn't play either. See, yeah. I just would have made all the right moves to counteract see, everything you did. You know. See, and you and you had a. The thing it's is, no hope. No, but here's the funny part. You had a better team than I did. You at see that how time. he tries, folks. You see how he tries. Oh, whatever. <laughs> rc miller saying oh come on you're not talking about football <laughs> of course we are that's part of what the show is you must be, you must be new <laughs> it's okay though we'll we'll forgive you wanted to welcome everybody to the navarro miller report and as you know habit would be we uh as usual if for those of you that are brand new to the show i 
go ahead and make make Jeremy watch a couple of blind react TikToks so that we could go ahead and really get the show on the road. So here's one for you. Now, this has to do with two rival pizza companies and a little prank that was, I guess you might call a wrong number dial. I don't know. Check it out. How you doing? Says Dave and Jeremy. Hi from Arkansas. Hey, John. How you doing, John? Oh my God, that was hilarious. Okay, so this is. Sounds like such a gang rivalry. It's so funny. I love it. Oh my God. Okay, so this next one. Oh my God. And oh, and welcome, welcome everybody that's watching us on TikTok right now. One Nation says dramatic dominoes, <laughs> dominies. Oh my God. Uh, this next one actually kind of reminds me of something you would say to somebody, Jeremy, to be perfectly honest with you, knowing how much of a nice guy you are uh-huh. to really stupid questions. Check it out. Hey there. Y'all moving in? No, ma'am. We just wanted to see what our stuff would look like inside this house and once we see, we're going to move it back to our place. <laughs> that would so be something you would say to somebody, like, all the way. <laughs> I, I'm guilty, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Lincoln Bevers. Actor Lincoln Bevers is saying, what's up? Hey, Lincoln, how you doing, man? Oh, oh my that was God. too funny. That honestly, I just, I wanted to be at the end of it. Like, here's your sign. Uh, <laughs> dude when i saw that i was like yeah that's jeremy and that's all the way him <laughs> in a heartbeat oh, yeah. in a heartbeat he would definitely go ahead and say something oh like, man i would not have high hopes for an, my new neighbors after a question oh, like no. That. no no you'd get, you'd get a lot of dog duty on your on your front uh <laughs> ports that's for sure this last one now jeremy as a chef and as a caucasian oh, as a caucasian male uh this you tell me if this is true or not i don't know go ahead and check it out Mm-hmm. 
am terribly confused. You didn't see the first part what it said? Oh, I saw it. I, yeah. It, so it, they're pretty much making an impression of what white people usually look whenever they have something tasty. You know, I got to admit, I, I did I, see I, you a couple I'm of times do that. I'm pasty white. No, you have not. There's a couple of times that I did see you like when you taste something like, mm. 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 I saw you do that. I saw you lie completely. <laughs> I have never seen anybody do that, much less a white person, black person. doesn't matter. I've never seen anybody react like that. You eat something that's bad. You spit it the hell out. And you're like, oh, crap, that was awful. I don't know what that was about. Well, JC actually, uh, <laughs> JC just so happens to say, just did those in two restaurants myself over the recent holiday. <laughs> okay, well, JC and I have never had a meal together. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then uh, One Nation on TikTok is saying, um, you know, tasty or salsa. <laughs> I think they had Tabasco. <laughs> Oh, and of course, reaction to like, you know, something super spicy, not nasty. Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. And then she's also, she has a message for you, Jeremy. She says, I have something to say. USA. Yep. And that on one nation fucking thing. This is where I know, baby. Uh, And she says, right. (laughs) You got to love our audience. All right, uh, so go ahead and we're moving on to some actual news here because this is getting ridiculous, getting crazy here. Um, we have uh, something, is Florida Man at it again? Uh, I heard something about a DA raid on Florida Man. Florida Man got the DA raided on him? So, Florida Man was not in Florida, so this is a little bit of a twist on Florida Man, and this is a fluent Florida Man. This is not our usual run-of-the-mill meth head Florida man. This is a retired doctor who had his 70-foot yacht raided up in Nantucket. Uh, up in Nantucket oh, so he's area. super Florida man. <laughs> super Florida man. There was a report to the police that there was a woman at a, a, of a... There was a female party on board the yacht who did not want to be there and was being kept from leaving and there was also the possibility of an overdose so when officials and you know police and fire uh firefighters responded Mm -hmm. they found um a woman in distress who the emts were able to help and get her off to the hospital but in the search of the yacht which was not in international waters mind you they found 43 and a half grams of cocaine of course 14, 14 grams of ketamine, two Smith and Wesson pistols, and also multiple sex workers who were also arrested. Owner of the yacht, Scott Anthony Burke, a retired doctor from Key West, Florida, was arrested and will be facing criminal prosecution. I mean, who can? I mean, okay. To Folks, some people, to some people, that's that's a Saturday night. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I'm not here to criticize. If half an ounce of blow is your thing, more power to you. What are you doing? Not in international waters, partying like that. The whole point of having a boat, a big yacht that you're going to throw these crazy parties at, is that you do it in international waters where you can't get in trouble for it. This guy was basically in the harbor. Yeah. And got busted. 
these are people not using their brains. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're a, a rich man and a smart man, if you're going to do criminal crap, use your brain. Do it in international waters, damn it. Be smarter than that. We got Meg from Tallahassee. <laughs> of course, she's from Florida. She's like, oh, fuck, another Florida man, bro. We need to fucking chill out. Holy shit. <laughs> You're At least it was affluent, uh, you know, Florida man this time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't with these people anymore. Like, they, they just, they make it so easy for us. They, they do. Really, they really bless their hearts. They just make it so freaking easy for us. Uh now that goes for oh man your stories I, I gotta tell you i love where you find some of these <laughs> we got a daughter dials dui favor what what, what what the freaking hell so we have a 21 uh, year old woman named Teresa who was arrested now this apparently happened back in december of 2022 mm -hmm. but starting to get a lot of press um and a lot of notice at the moment you'll find out why okay um so we have a 21 year old who was um pulled over stopping at wawa grill on the way from an applebee's the officer noticed her swerving a little bit pulled her over for suspicion of a dui she claimed like everybody does that she only had one drink even though the reason they were responding was her car had been reported hitting a light pole and zooming off. When the officer questioned her about it, she swore she hadn't hit anything, even though the bumper was sitting in the middle of the intersection and her bumper was missing. That's not my bumper officers. That's someone else's. I saw them drive by there. <laughs> she tried everything she could and even resorted to dropping her father's name twice. Her father, who is a sheriff oh. for the local county police. Oh. Well, they called her father. It didn't go the way she thought it would. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I bet you anything. He picked up the phone. was like, <laughs> new phone. Who this? <laughs> no, daddy showed up. Oh, he and he's getting a lot up. of praise for the way he handled this. Daddy showed up and basically told them to cuff her and take her ass to jail. Yep. That's a good parent right there. That's good yep. parenting. And that is why it is coming into the news. This man is getting a lot of praise for allowing his daughter to face the consequences yep. and accept responsibility for her actions. She tried to use his power to get out of something. He was not having it. So as she's being arrested, she starts screaming and crying out. Um, but daddy! <laughs> no, she did. She did. Um, she starts screaming and crying out. Uh, where was it? Where was it? Sorry. As the handcuffs were being placed on her, she started screaming, dad, 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 I'm the captain of the soccer team. I'm oh not. Dad's response, cut the shit. You're getting arrested for a DUI. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> So kudos to this dad, man. Captain of the soccer team. I'm captain of the soccer team. I got a soccer match this Saturday. I can't miss it. Dad was having none of it. And kudos oh, to him, man. That you know, I'm sorry. I as as a dad, I know the first instinct is you want to bail your kids out of trouble. You want to protect them. But if they fuck them. up, that's in their own problem. It's not only their own problem, but if you don't let them accept the consequences and face those, then guess what? They're going to continue to make those mistakes, and those mistakes are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody gets hurt. So, you know, God bless this man for doing what he did. Unfortunately, there are too many people in power 
whether it be police officers or otherwise, people with influence who let their kids get away with this crap. And the kids know it. You know, they know that they can just drop daddy's name and everything's going to be fine. So uh, God bless this man. One of the comments on the uh, TikTok chat, One Nation actually said, better than uh, her undeading, un unaliving somebody, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then uh, one day in jail, better than life. You know, exactly. and that, that's actually that's actually something that my dad and I've told you what my my dad has always told me this whenever he punished me as a kid, whenever he whooped my ass for doing something stupid, he would tell me, he's like, son, I'd rather punish the boy of today better than the law punish the man of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Absolutely. And I, I, I didn't obviously when I was a kid, I freaking hated him for it. But growing up, I thanked him. Because thanks to those types of lessons, I didn't do that many stupid shit. <laughs> I still did stupid shit, but I mean, not that bad, you know? So, <laughs> But no, that's a good thing. I praise I praise that man, too, for doing that. Mad impressed with that dad and sheriff, you know, for not abusing his power and for, you know, making the right decision as dad. So yep. that was that was a pretty awesome. Yep, no doubt. Uh, and then this final one. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> this one. This one takes the cake because I even heard about this one. And I'm sure many of our viewers probably have heard about this one. But I'll let you take this one, Jeremy. <laughs> so this one is definitely going into our Hall of Fame. I think this is right Idiot up there. I think this is right up there with Florida man who had uh, called the police because his meth wasn't pure. <laughs> and he wanted to file charges against his dealer. I think this is really right up there. So we have a man in Nebraska who was busted driving on the wrong side of the road after calling the police to report someone on the wrong side of the road. He was so messed up that he was reporting the legal drivers coming towards him, flashing their brights and honking at him. He reported them. So the cops came out and were like, wait a second, you said you're driving this car. They literally pulled him over and he realized what he had done. Oh, my God. The driver said he had his brights on me, man. He almost ruined me off the road. Uh, the police asked him, well, why do you think he did that? And the guy goes, yeah, because I was on the wrong because I was on the wrong side of the road. Oh, my God. So the oh. cops asked him if he was the one that called earlier. And the man said, yeah, because I thought somebody was on the wrong side of the fucking road. <laughs> the officer responded, turns out it was you. <laughs> no. And then I heard in the tape, he actually said, he's like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> he actually said that in the tape. I started. Hey, I he said it. what we're all thinking. I lost so, it when he said that. I was like, yep, <laughs> you sure are. Calling 911 on yourself is a new one. <laughs> oh my God. That was, I swear I saw that video and I was like, and I'm glad you caught because I completely forgot about it because I saw it earlier this week. And I'm glad you remembered it because this one. There was no way I was letting that go. This one takes the cake. This one is idiot Hall of Fame material. 100% mm -hmm. loved it. Oh, my God. We got we got some more really cool stuff to chat with you guys about, uh, including we uh, well, we're going to talk about Danny Masterson getting uh, 30 to life and the people that uh, were actually trying to look for leniency for him right after this. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. 
Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I'm just waiting for one of those zombies to call the cops on themselves and be like, officer, there's somebody chewing on my arm. Oh, no, Even the me. zombies are smarter than that. <laughs> Even the zombies have more brains than that, that gentleman. Well, they don't use the front door, though, so. <laughs> Coming on to some entertainment news. As we all know, Danny Masterson was sentenced for 30 to life for multiple rape uh, accusations, and he was charged and sentenced. Uh, but there were some friends, actually, that were uh, that were actually set, set letters in to the judge uh for to ask pretty sickly asking for leniency uh some of those friends included uh included uh, aston kutcher uh mila kunis and a lot of the other uh 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 co co co-stars from that 70s show and other people that know him basically saying that danny's a good father he's a good husband to just show some some sort of leniency when it comes to sentencing because they all knew he was going to to prison anyway and um uh, basically, Ashton also said that, you know, he's not he's not uh, he's not uh, a danger to society. You know, he's not currently a danger to society or something around those lines. Uh, it's just it, it's tragic what happened to this man. Uh, very talented actor. He made a lot of mistakes when he was in his 20s, like we all do, but he made the worst ones. And it's hard to feel bad for him. Because, you know, if, if you feel bad for him at all, simply because of the victims. And uh, Leah Romini, she, she's, I believe that's how I'm pronouncing her last Leah name. Romini. Romini, yeah. She uh, basically was like, uh, Danny basically said that she was the, at the front of these accusations. She was the one that was pretty much pushing for these people to come forward and, uh, and take him to court for this. And she's, her and the victims are very satisfied with the verdict they're very satisfied with the sentencing and uh they they were very vocal about it uh again it's just it's tough i mean many people like people like ashton people like mila people like uh like topher grace all those people that were on that show with him i'm wondering what they're thinking of i mean jeremy what what would you think if uh one of your former you know co-stars from your show would have this happen? I mean, what what would be your first thought, especially if it's somebody that you've been friends with, somebody that you've that you've hung out with? They practically are like family. I mean, how would you feel with something like this? That's the thing. I've already been through it. Um, there were two people on Growing Pains, both of which I was very close to. One was one of our executive producers. Um, he was sent to prison for production of child pornography, not distribution, Remember? not possession production of child pornography so i've been i've had that experience someone i was close to someone i trusted who did something beyond heinous um i was never asked to write a letter of recommendation i think they knew that that would never happen for something like that um in the other case there were some sexual inappropriateness charges brought against a guy who had worked on our show uh, one who had been um, extremely close to my family. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to write a um, character letter for him. Mm -hmm. And I agreed to do so. I told him, you know, I have 
no idea what has happened or anything else, but I would have no problem writing a letter stating that you were around me, you know, 16 hours a day, some days alone. We shared hotel rooms when we shot the, when we shot the episode of the cruise episode for growing pains, where we all went on a cruise in the fourth season, him and I shared a cabin, mm. never a single moment of inappropriateness. So I felt comfortable writing a letter that would state those facts. I was not going to write anything that, you know, talked about, oh, he couldn't have done this or, you know, anything else along those lines, because I didn't know what he may or may not have been capable of or may or may not have done. But mm -hmm. I was more than willing at that time to write him a letter stating the facts that I was a young boy, that he was around and had ample beyond ample opportunity to be inappropriate with, to make a move, to do anything. And he never did. Now, that doesn't say he didn't do what he was accused of. He did jail time, and apparently the proof was enough, you know, but he never did anything to me. So I didn't mind writing that letter. I ended up not writing it because I found out from someone very close to me that was even younger than I was that he had been very inappropriate with them. Oh, wow. I had been having a conversation with them and I mentioned that I was going to be writing the, the letter and I told them what I was going to say. And I saw the look on their face change. And I went, what? Tell me now. And he just looked at me and put his eyes down and said, you know, he was really inappropriate with me a bunch of times and made a couple of moves on me and stuff. And so I didn't write the letter. I was wow. I was very glad I got that information before I wrote the letter and I vouched for this guy. So I can understand where Mila and uh, Ashton and whoever else may have written him a character letter might be coming from. This is a different thing. This is something that happened long before. This does not excuse it. It does not make it okay, but it's a different situation than mine. It was something that it with mine, it had happened recently. This was an ongoing problem. And at that point, I didn't feel like I could give this man a character letter or be mm -hmm. someone who stood up for him. Um, I can see how if somebody made a mistake a long time ago, no matter how horrendous, if they are truly a changed person, that their friends would still stand by them. Yeah, and that 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 seems to be the case here because, you know, it seems that uh, Danny did make his mistakes when he was younger. Let's, I mean... It, again, it's no excuse because regardless if he didn't pay for it, then he's paying for it now. And the point is he needed to pay for those mistakes because mm -hmm. they were very, they, they affected the lives of those women, changed their lives completely, mm -hmm. caused irreparable damage to their, to them emotionally, psychologically. I mean, there's just so many things that happened to those women that Danny got away with for so long for, for, for about 20 years, he got away with it until now. And now was the time to go ahead and say, you know what? Everybody's got to pay the piper and you just did. And now you're paying for 30 to life. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's brutal. And I truly hope he is a changed man. I hope he feels, you know, some serious remorse over what he did. And, um, you know, he's going to be paying a very heavy price for this. Um, his lawyers, as all lawyers, you know, do claim that they have plenty to, to appeal on. And, you know, they've already had so many lawyers look over the case and the judge missed, made mistakes on this and that and the other, you know, 
it's the same thing the lawyers always say. They have to say that. They have to file the appeal. But, um, you know, the evidence seemed pretty damning, and it, it looks like he's going to be paying a very serious price. And that's, you know, the truth. I've said this always. I told my boys this their whole lives growing up. You know, you can do whatever you want in this life. Absolutely anything. You can kill someone. You can rape someone. You can, you can do anything you want in this life. Are you willing to pay the consequences and the price? And that's the, that's the fact. I mean, you can do whatever you want. There are mm -hmm. consequences. It doesn't make it okay. It doesn't, but in this life, we can do whatever we want. You can go out and go on a killing spree. You can go yep. out and do whatever you want. You're going to have to pay a price. Yep. And, and, you know, Danny's paying it now. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, Carl is uh, saying somewhat, somewhat like Stephen Collins of Seventh Heaven. That one's another mm -hmm. one. Yeah, that one's that one shocked the hell out of me because he was around a lot of children. That that was a scary. That's a scary thought to have that type of a predator among a bunch of those little kids around him. That that I was like, you got to be kidding me. And unfortunately, people with that one, as far as I know, didn't acknowledge the warning signs i guess because there were not rumors about pedophilia or anything like that but there were rumors about him not being the best of guys um you know long before those charges ever came out so that i mean to me that tells me that some people had a clue beforehand and you know didn't take the appropriate steps mm -hmm. but it, it's it's just it's awful you know i wouldn't call it tragic i'm for him i mean it's tragic for him but i wouldn't call it tragic because it's of his own making yep. you know unfortunately like i said i hope he's a changed man i really do it doesn't take back what he did and he's got to pay for it but agreed. i really do hope he's not that guy a guy who would do that anymore agreed agreed uh in other entertainment news now this topic really pissed me off <laughs> now normally I like Bill Maher. I think he's very funny. I think a, a lot of the topics that he talks about have a lot of merit. They're very funny, controversial, whatever you like. But this one in particular was beyond stupid. He goes on a podcast and he makes comments about the writers Guild of America strike. He goes on to say they're asking, quote, they're asking for a lot of things that are like kooky. Uh, what I find objectionable about the philosophy of the strike is it seems to be they have really morphed a long way from 2007 strike where they kind of believe that you're owed a living as a writer and you're not. This is show business. This is the make or miss league. Now, my response to that is, well, Bill, the same can be said about your rhetoric bullshit that you kept keep on just sitting there looking at a camera and talking. I mean, in my opinion, uh, you know, you believe that you're owed a living as a host sitting on a chair, reading the crap that you and your writers write on a day on a, on a weekly basis. You believe you're owed a salary. And guess what? You are because you're entertaining. But a lot of the shit that you write or that you read comes from writers and guess what that comes that that's in front of the cameras well, this that people is, are watching this is the entire point and this is what i've been saying from the beginning without as important as every single job in a production is without the writers and the actors which is the entire creative influence of the film you have nothing 
people deserve to be paid for their work. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Bill has been living in multimillionaire la-la land for a, way too long. He doesn't get it. Plain and simple. People deserve to be paid for their work. And if they are bringing you in multi-millions of dollars, they need to be paid properly. It's just that simple. It is not a bunch of bitchy people complaining they don't get paid enough. They are earning these companies millions and millions and millions of dollars. If it's so easy to go out and get another good writer, go find one. Go find one. There are a lot of shitty scripts out there. Tons. Be my guest. See how many people want to come see those films. Not to mention the fact of the matter. Not to mention the fact of the matter. He he did make one good comment. It's so business it's a business exactly and to, and to and to be able to like continue that business you need a staff no, you need workers to do that to, business to say that there it's unrealistic and to say that you know they're they're under the impression they deserve a living being a writer no that's not the impression they deserve exactly to be paid for their work that is bringing these companies millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Plain and simple. Bill has completely lost the plot here. Including his show. Including his show. Because I, I, I know Bill, he writes a lot of his stuff, but he has a staff. Regardless. No, all, the, time to all do the best hosts have writers. Now, you know, the Jimmy Kimmels, the Fallons, the even Carson and those guys, I mean, they were brilliant and they did their own stuff. A lot of their material is their own. But there are a lot of writers who got very famous, who made a lot of money and who were able to pro project those careers forwards as writers because they were so esteemed as writers for these top comedians and these top show hosts. Um, I know Bill probably writes a lot of his stuff, but he mm -hmm. still has writers. You know, Jimmy Fallon writes a lot of his stuff. He still has writers. You know, all of these people have writers. doesn't matter how funny you are. You're not coming up with every single joke five nights a week, 365. It's just not happening. You okay. need other people to have creative ideas there, too. Their success is built on the backs of the writers. Agreed. 100% agreed. 100% agreed. And uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, JC's telling me that we're having, I'm having technical difficulties on Facebook. So, unfortunately, um, we're streaming everywhere. So, <laughs> that's just one of uh, one place that uh, probably is like shut down. It's okay. No, no problem there. Uh, we're streaming live on YouTube, TikTok, everywhere, so we're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, it just it just sickens me that Bill, as a as a person that's a writer, then again, he doesn't care. He has millions of dollars. He could give a shit about the little guy. It's no, all Bill, about him. Bill was about the little guy, you yeah. know, back when he started. It's what people loved about him. Yep. He's become quite an elitist. A lot of his opinions sound like you know, rich white guy giving them. I mean, that's just the truth. He's his whole demeanor and um, I don't know, kind of platform has changed over the years. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I don't agree with a lot of what he's said, you know, recently. I used to love the guy. I really did. Um, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've actually paid attention, you know, to his show because 
honestly, he's he's changed an awful lot, and um, or at least his show has changed, and his focus, his opinions, and the things he tries to get across have definitely changed. Yeah, no, I've I've lost uh, complete respect for him. After these comments, I've lost complete respect for him. I will never watch another Bill Maher show, and I, you know, invite everybody to boycott Bill, you know, Real Time with Bill Maher because he's if he thinks that writers, you know, aren't owed anything then guess what bill you, neither are you you're not owed any audiences you're not owed your paycheck you're not owed anything how about that you work for free let's see how far that gets you mm-hmm. so that's 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 man i was so when i saw that i was like oh i gotta talk about this ah that just uh, angers me because i'm a writer you know i'm a writer i know brother so it's like it's like are you freaking kidding me right now you're actually are you actually seeing these words you know but I digress. Moving on to some other uh, entertainment news. Speaking of, you know, uh, late night host, Jimmy Fallon went ahead and apologized to his staff members via Zoom after a Rolling Stone magazine article came out basically saying that a lot of staffers in his, uh, in, in his uh, office called it a toxic work environment. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, uh, looks like, you know, it's going to be another Jimmy Day or something like that. They were they were actually they were actually coming up with a, with a phrase for the day if he's in a bad mood and he would actually lash out at people. He would actually lash out at people. He would go off on them. And uh, some people came out, uh, you know, and, and said this. So he at least took accountability and went ahead and apologized to any staffers he might have, you know, wronged or whatever. Granted. You know, I hear the 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 hushed tones of public of the publicist telling them to do so. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's just my guess here. What do you think, Jeremy? Well, I'd say that's probable as well. Um, I have a little bit different of a take on this. You know, I grew up in a different era on the sets and people need to toughen the hell up. Um, those shows have always been cutthroat. I mean, always, because it's always about who's got the next idea, the next skit, the next bit, whose lines and jokes are going to be used. It is a cutthroat business. Mm -hmm. And you knew this going in. You know, all these people, you know, I had such mental stress over it. And everyone, <laughs> they're looking for a cash who, cow. Who they're freaking who? Yeah, they're Seriously, you are in a, in a high pressure, high stress business where you literally have to come up with brilliance on a daily basis. You chose that job. You you got into this career. Now, does he have the right to just be berating people left and right and everything else? No, of course not. But is that uncommon on a set in a high pressure situation like that? You go you go to a Fortune 500 company and go f something up for them and see if your superior doesn't rip you a new one. Okay? This is not really that new. And I, I've told you, I mean, a lot of people, well, I can't say a lot of people, Joanna Kearns, who was uh, played my mom on Growing Pains, had a lot of issues with the way our uh, director would treat some of the guest stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have much of an issue with it because he was very good to them as long as they did their jobs. If you showed up on Wednesday and we'd been working and rehearsing since Monday and you only have two or three lines and you show up on Wednesday with the script still in your hand because you don't know your lines, he would rip you a new one. I mean, right there in front of the crew, everybody, he would kick your ass all over the place and maybe kick you off the set and get somebody new. Because you were not doing your... They prepare you for this in high school. If you don't, if you like have an assignment 
and it's due the following week, guess what? The teacher expects you to fucking have it due the following week or mm-hmm. else you fail the course and the teacher will berate you at the same time some mm-hmm. other, other time. Well, I know this from experience. <laughs> like I said, it's, I mean, no one else ever voiced any issues about it. And I personally thought he was not that out of line because mm-hmm. it only happened to, you know, guest stars who were unprepared. People who came on and instead of doing their jobs, were too busy over by the craft service table chatting with people, too busy on their phone talking with people, you know, that was the stuff he couldn't tolerate and he would go off and I never saw it as inappropriate. Some people did. Um, And times have changed. But seriously, if you're going to be in a high pressure business, you need you need to suck it up seriously, because that's that's the nature of these type of jobs. You have to bring it every single day. And that takes that is a lot of pressure. Go ask the people who worked for Steve Jobs and worked at Apple during the, you know, 107 hour weeks and stuff like that. Now you choose a high pressure industry and then you want to bitch that you're under too much pressure. Now, that is the pure definition of showbiz <laughs> that is show business right there high pressure situations all the time i mean that's just the way it goes if you're not prepared they will recast and hire somebody else that's just the way it goes if there's just no there's just no if ands or buzz if you don't like it tough you shouldn't have chosen this job this isn't the job for you go work go work at a you know at a you know, no, no offense to anybody that does call centers or anything like that, but go work at a call center. And even call centers are still high pressure too. <laughs> I mean, you know, even those are high pressure. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's that's just the job that you chose to be in. That's the that's what it is. That's the bottom line. So, uh, at least you like I said, it, it definitely doesn't excuse him. You know, berating people and things like that. If that was really out of hand or he was doing that often, that of course is not really excusable. But you know, being short with people. Um, constantly putting pressure on them to do their That's not a toxic work environment. That's a high pressure work environment that is extremely normal in a lot of fields. Cause they're also pressuring Jimmy too. Oh, I mean, the he's under intent. He's under intense pressure from the people rock, above him. Yeah. 30 rock is all over him all the time. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're constantly making sure that he's doing the job that he was hired to do. Mm-hmm. And if he can't do it, there's thousands of others that are lining up to go ahead and take his place. So they are, they want to be confident that he knows how to handle his team. Just like Jay Leno did, just like Johnny Carson did. All of those guys before him, they all knew how to handle their team. You know, and if you can't handle your team, then, you know, that Jimmy seems like a nice guy, but, and, and because I think he seems like a nice guy, people probably think they could walk all over him because he's a nice guy, because he looks like He's a nice guy and he looks like somebody that wouldn't fight back. So when th- that's why it was shocking to me when I heard this, I was like, really Jimmy Fallon of all people. I'm all the guys, like the nicest freaking dude. He's, you know, every single uh, celebrity that's come on the show has said nothing but great things about him saying that, Oh my God, you know, uh, the difference between you and other late night show hosts is that you actually enjoy, you know, having us and are cool with us and have like a, like a like a fun atmosphere, you know, well, instead of being so serious. I hate I hate to bring this up, but to make a comparison, that's the thing is you just never know how people are with their staff. 
you know, don't True. judge someone on how they treat their equals, True. you know, treat them on how, you know, judge them on how they treat the, the people below them, you know, on the, on the, on the ladder. Yeah. Well, look um, at Evan DeGeneres. That's, a that's good what I was bringing up. Yeah. Every celebrity who ever went, went on there had nothing but rave things to say True. about her and how wonderful. And her crew was ready to quit and on en masse, you know, at one point because True. it was so miserable working for her. So you just never know. I mean, that's the truth. Performers are paid to perform. And, you know, the truth is we're good at putting on the mask. So if we don't want you to know it, you probably won't. Those are true facts. Those are true facts. In other entertainment news, your pal, Robin Thicke, was caught uh, publicly intoxicated uh, didn't get any, didn't get arrested or anything like that. He was just really drunk, uh, and they were filming him. He was out with his fiance, April of Geary, and uh, basically the way they filmed it, and and you know, Jeremy, you know, you know, Robin and everything. I just uh, the reason why I'm talking about this is because he is a friend of yours, and I want to make sure that uh, you 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 have something to say about this as well. Basically, we all have our moments where we get plastered drunk. I mean, you know, I've had my moments. And we all act up. We all act up. Robin's case, he was filmed the entire time. He was stumbling. Uh, he almost fell over a potted plant. Uh, you know, I mean, and his girl was trying to like, kind of like keep him in line. And she was like, she's like, Robin, you know, oh my God, you're so messed up. I mean, you're like, you know, you're, you're completely messed up. Like seeing a bunch of like saying these things while they were filming and she was she was like this that's embarrassing this is embarrassing they're filming us right now like they're filming us like she's telling them this and he's just all smiles he's just all smiles just trying to grab his phone kind of being a little bit aggressive towards her not not like you know physically like trying to grab her and not just playfully just trying to grab uh, his phone and everything and uh finally they get their uber gets there and you know he's like got her on a like like grabs her from the back as a bear hug and just like walks and just like oh my god she seems really annoyed by his actions so much. Like she was like, Oh my God, I'm, I can only imagine what she told him this morning or what she told him on the ride home. Like, are you kidding me? All the cameras and you're acting the way you're acting. I mean, Jeremy, you have the floor. I mean, he's your, he's your friend, man. I mean, what, what do you have to say about this? Well, first of all, um, I have plenty of experience with this. Uh, <laughs> as sure as you know, know. My, my beautiful Joni is is the sweetest person in the world. Yep. But, you know, even before it was a problem, she didn't like dealing with me when I was a total drunk, you know, sloppy drunk a-hole. I mean, that wasn't, you know, it's not fun for anybody. Nobody likes dealing with their significant other when they have had way too much. Oh yeah. So it's, you know, I can't fault her in any way, shape or form because that's, it's not pleasant. Um, but secondly, I don't know if Robin's struggling. I can't speak to any of that. I mean, him and I don't speak on a regular basis. Um, but again, anybody who drinks and anybody who has drank on a regular, I'm not saying you have a problem or you're an alcoholic, but anybody who goes out and has drinks has probably gone too far at least once or twice in their life, you know, and every one of us who has done that has plenty of moments we wouldn't have wanted on camera. 
It's it's I mean, if you if you can tell me you go out and drink regularly and have yet never had one of those nights where you're like, dear God, thank God the cameras weren't around. <laughs> I, I'll call you a liar. Um, I'll call you a liar right now. If you if you're a regular drinker who goes out and enjoys a little party and you've had those nights, we all have. So I, I don't want people to blow this up too much. I mean, I, I don't know what we're he's all guilty dealing of it. With. Everybody's guilty been guilty of it. of it at one point or another. Yep. Now, could he be, you know, having an issue at the moment and struggling with a few things? It's possible. It's possible that this was just a glimpse into that. But it's also just as likely, if not more likely, that, you know, he had a night, he went too far. And like all celebrities, you're on camera now. So it's going to get recorded and reported. Oh, yeah. Uh, One Nation on TikTok says, uh, I hated going through that with an ex. Never a good time babysitting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, Jody, <laughs> she just put 100%. <laughs> she agreed 100% with that one. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we go to commercial here, I wanted to go ahead and uh, bring up one little sad piece of news. Obviously, we know Smash Mouth lead singer Steve Harwell passed away. Uh, earlier this week at the age of 56. Uh, he was an incredible talent. And uh, it was just very sad to hear what happened to him. Uh, it was liver failure. Apparently, uh, speaking of drinking, um, he had uh, issues with that for a very long time. His band tried to actually uh, visit him in his last days, and they weren't allowed to go ahead and visit him. But uh, we got the news. Uh, actually, I saw the news on Sunday uh, from his rep saying that uh, doctors basically say he's not going to last the week. He didn't even last the day after that post because the no, very no, it was day, Monday, like, the... literally the next day he passed away. So yeah. uh, very much, uh, you know, sad news for a lot of uh, Smash Mouth fans. Uh, you know, our condolences go to the Harwell family. I mean, it's it's I like this music. It was fun. It was, you know, at the time, you know, it's like, you know, you jumped around to it and it was, just it was very music. Time and it was, it was easy music to like. It really was. It, it had a great vibe and, um, you know, he'll be missed. It's, a, it's a shame that, uh, you know, he wasn't able to get help beforehand and before the damage was too much, um, you know, the liver is the one organ that actually does repair itself. So but, for anybody out there struggling who's thinking of getting sober, please reach out to somebody because at some point this is what happens and the liver can't repair itself anymore. But, you know, I was blessed enough that I managed to get help and get sober early enough that I have been checked and I don't have lasting liver damage, which with the amount of <laughs> alcohol I put into my body over, a, you know, 15, 20 year period is a miracle. Yeah, uh, but you know, all I can say is prayers to his family, and that's a really rough situation, and he'll be missed. Oh, most definitely. JC Strickland says, Rest in paradise, Harwell. You will be deeply missed. Godspeed. So very sad news. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, we'll we'll continue to honor his memory by continuing to play his amazing music all the time. So rest in peace, Steve Harwell. We'll be right back with some sports for you, including Dylan Dennis gets sued. I'll tell you more about that coming up next. Listening to stuff has never been so enjoyable. If you had the misfortune to have been born after 1990, then you missed out on a lot of cool stuff. Then is now podcast is here to remedy that. Join Rigor and his dedicated band of rotating hosts as they tackle pop culture of the past and how it relates today. From celebrity interviews to film and TV discussion and beyond, 
Then Is Now podcast brings you up to speed on all the cool stuff that you should know about. Plus, the East meets the West. If you enjoy movies that have lots of shooting and fighting, then there's a whole world of films out there that you don't even know about. Join our hosts on a journey as they discuss the amazing kung fu films of the Shaw Brothers and Western films made in Italy that have become known as Spaghetti Westerns. Action, adventure, kung fu fighting, both shows and more can be found at havenpodcasts.com. Warning, may cause nostalgic feelings and eliminate boredom. You know, I think it would eliminate boredom. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea for a podcast. <laughs> well that's why you gotta go ahead and watch that one that's the podcast right there <laughs> uh jc actually asked me a question he asked me this earlier too uh uh he said uh, dave navarro is uh any navarro miller report merch in the works i'd sport a navarro miller t anytime well we're 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 figuring it out <laughs> it, it's 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 not close but uh you know we are we are working on it then we we I mean, could you imagine this beautiful face on a coffee mug? I mean, <laughs> it'd be damn. the first one I broke. Damn, that just that's just so uncalled for, Jeremy. Hey, I passed up on like three of them earlier when we were talking about <laughs> scripts and you being a writer. So I'm being hey. nice. I'm being nice today. <laughs> hey, I'm actually you. Hey, you've praised me for being a good writer, right? Oh, I have, but you left me too many openings. I, I was really hard to let those go whatever i'm done i'm done with you i quit i quit on all this see you guys later have a nice day bye <laughs> hate you in sports nina agdal sues dylan dennis over paul fight trolling files for a restraining order now uh nina is logan paul's fiance and i follow dylan dennis actually on social media man has he been ruthless like he has been talking so much shit about her and Logan Paul's relationship. Granted, we all know that uh, Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis are set to fight, uh, you know, um, very soon. And, you know, this is just feeling for the fight. And Dylan's basically saying, this is just me talking shit about the fight. Talk shit about your opponent. But now you're talking crap about his fiance. And that's a different story. Like, she has nothing to do with the fight, you know? And I, I mean, in a sense, I kind of have to agree with her because not too many fights that I've seen or anything like that have the fighters talked about each other's wives or each other's girlfriends for that matter you know like they have nothing to do with the fight you know me I'm a huge boxing fan and I've I've been following forever and you cross a line when you start publicly going after somebody's family you really do that's kind of a line you don't cross in the fight game anything else to hype a fight is is it's fair game. It really yeah. is. You can say whatever you want about your opponent, his, his managers, his trainer, his, yep. but when you start talking about the family, you've crossed the line and it doesn't usually go well. You know, I'm not a fan of the Paul brothers, yep. but I'll tell you right now, I, Logan's going to be coming in loaded for bear. Okay. I'll tell you two instances and they were both involving Oscar de la Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya was coming up against um, Fernando Vargas. They had had a huge rivalry, both coming from L.A. Vargas was from uh, East L.A. And I think or Ox, I think De La Hoya was from Oxnard or the other way around. But Vargas had been involved in gangs and had been more of a street guy. And he always 
got on Oscar about being a fake Mexican, basically, you know, mm -hmm. and not being a real, you know, Latino and all this other. And that again, that stuff's all fair game in the fight game. But then he crossed the line and started talking about Oscar's wife. And Oscar got pissed. You could see it in the press conferences. He basically told him, you have questioned, you know, that you have insulted the two things I love the most in this world, my heritage and my wife. And I'm going to fuck you up was basically how he and he destroyed. I mean, I saw him come out. I was a fan of, you know, De La Hoya. I saw him come out with a fire. I had never seen him come out before. I mean, he reminded me of like Camacho and those guys back in the day. He was on fire. And then Ricardo Mayorga, who had a big mouth anyway, this guy loved to piss people off and then get his butt kicked in the ring for it. But he actually made really derogatory comments directly about Oscar's wife mm. and like him, you know, him screwing her and all this other. I mean, he got real. Was this, was, again, this was this Shana Mokler? Um, it might've been, it might've I think been. I think that during that time he was married to Shana at that time, I believe. I don't know. This would have been 15, 20 years ago when might he was be. really in his prime, but, mm -hmm. um, Mayorga really crossed that line with him as well. And De La Hoya beat him senseless in like three rounds or something. And De La Hoya was not known for short fights because he wasn't a power puncher. I mean, he had hard shots, but he wasn't known for knocking guys out in round one. He just, I mean, he literally disfigured Mayorga's face, you know, in three rounds. You don't go after a guy's family. Agreed. That is that is crossing a line. Now, does it rise to the getting a restraining order and suing, you know, for $100,000? Well, I, well, I don't know about well, that. Well, Logan Paul's not the one that's suing. It's her. She's the one that's suing. Oh, I, didn't say, I just... And, 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 well, the reason why, actually, there is a reason why to that, actually. Uh, it, according to TMZ, it says, Agdal added in the suit that many of Dennis's other posts have upset her, including a tweet he made on August 28th that she says showed a video of her from more than six years ago where she talked about, quote, her desire for intimacy during a period of celibacy. She claims in the suit that the vid had been stored deep in us in her Snapchat archive, quote, suggesting Dennis had hacked her personal account or had obtained the private video from someone who had done so. She's asking for unspecified damages in the suit, but wants no less than $150,000 per violation of the federal law prohibiting the sharing of intimate images. So that's mainly why she's asking for that lawsuit. I mean, you know, I don't know. And then well, this, is a, this is a new law that's out there. And there was actually just a major case about this. Um, within the last month that was decided and a woman was awarded like a hundred million dollars against a man who had spread her um, intimate pictures all across the internet. So if this was an actually intimate picture, a boudoir photo, a lingerie photo. No, it was uh, a video. It was a video just her saying that, you know, then, then this is not an intimate photo that would qualify under that law. Um now, does she have a point about the possibly hacking thing? She may have some legal ground there, but under this new law with the sharing of intimate photos, that is not an intimate photo that doesn't fall under the designation. So she has no legal recourse there. On top of that, well, I mean, she also filed a restraining order and Dennis, his response, he actually tweeted about his, about all this saying, quote, Nina Ag uh, Adgel 
has filed a massive lawsuit against me. She filed a restraining order against me and is seeking prison time. So the fight is in jeopardy if I'm in jail. This is actually wild, but I won't stop. F the, F the system, come get me. Logan Paul is a dead man walking. Now, he's a little mistaken there because there was no talk about jail time, just the lawsuit itself. So, mm -hmm. but he's still, you know, la, 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 la. you know, he's still going to, Dylan's just going to do Dylan. He's just going to continue to talk shit because that's just what he's going to do because he wants to feel the fight. That's all he wants. But I guess we'll just see what happens next. And, you know, <laughs> we'll see. I'm actually looking forward to that fight. I want to see what happens. If Logan, if, if Logan has the, the same uh, De La Oya fire in him, you know, but we'll see, man. It's you don't cross the family. We'll see our final story before we take off here. NFL season is here tonight. Our, actually, right now, I believe. Uh, oh, no. Last night. I'm, <laughs> it's, Friday. Say, it's Friday night. There is no football <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Keep on out the weeks off for me. Uh, this this is the night all the Texas people are at the high school football game. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can't no have kidding. the NFL going when they're not <laughs> home to watch. <laughs> no kidding um it's not so, me ragging on that's the truth i mean that's truth. high school football on friday nights is religion in texas well that's so. why they had the movie the tv show friday night lights so um so last night was a shocker i mean not to 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 you but for many people it was a shocker that kansas city lost by one point against detroit uh by one point that was just by one point but still that's that still speaks volumes on how detroit performed though I mean, against a championship caliber team such as Kansas City. No, it, it definitely does. As you and I talked about a little beforehand, you know, Detroit really kind of came on strong at the end of the year last year. They only missed the playoffs by one game. If they had won one more game, they'd have been in the playoffs. Um, this is a team that it hasn't won a home opener in six years. Yep. Hasn't won their opening game in six years. This is huge for this franchise. And to do it against the defending world champions was gigantic. Now, again, you got to temper it a little bit because Travis Kelsey, the man who Kansas City's offense revolves around, who every play goes through in some form or fashion, was unable to play. Yep. And on top of that, Casey's top defensive lineman, Chris Jones, was not available to play either. So those are difference makers. Those are guys who could have changed the outcome of the game. I was not terribly shocked to see a team that is as strong as the Lions, because I believe they're going to have a very strong year. Um, I wasn't that shocked to see them beat a depleted, you know, Kansas City. Um, but it's really cool to see. I mean, I, it's one of the things I do love about the NFL is parody. You know, they do their best to try and make sure that, man, if you sucked for the last couple of years, we're going to do everything we can to get you to the playoffs in the next three, four years after that, you're going to get the top picks. You're going to get all the advantages and it makes for some, you know, more interesting football rather than watching the same three teams, you know, dominate every single week. So I thought it was a great game. I watched the whole thing. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, and again, it's, I, mean, I don't like taking anything away from Detroit, mm -hmm. but <laughs> Devarius, De I think his first name is Devarius. Devarius Tony, who was the receiver for uh, Kansas City, had four dropped passes, mm -hmm. four on the night. Two of them open field, downfield touchdown passes. Like he had nobody within five yards of him. All he's got to do is catch the ball and run another twenty yards, and he's got a touchdown. He dropped. I mean, hit him right in the hands. Not a hard pass. Not a difficult catch. And he dropped them. 
So that's a little that's a little worrisome. Um, you know, he's certainly not one of their top receivers, but he is was expected to be a you know strong backup or number two or three man. Um, that's gonna have to get cleaned up. That's a little worrisome for the Chiefs. But again, they had an opportunity. I mean, if those two touchdowns get converted, we're having a whole different conversation here. You know, no, we're, talk, I, we're talking about how how well Detroit played, but still lost. So, no, I have to agree. Uh, JC actually asked a really good question where the NFL is concerned, generally speaking, who are each of your top five teams? Now, JC, I don't know if you mean top five teams as far as our prediction for the Super Bowl or top five teams as far as favorite goes. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, I, I you know, my top team is always going to be Green Bay Packers. That's going to be my top team. Are they going to make it to the Super Bowl? More than likely not. Uh, they are in a more than likely not. Dude, give me a little credit, okay? They're at least going to probably make the playoffs. Uh, but honestly, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, Jordan Love, he's got incredible talent. Uh, you know, he was under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers, which isn't saying much because he probably didn't teach him shit. Um, but he still has a little bit of talent. Am I a little concerned with his power game? Yes, absolutely. I don't think he's got that throwing arm. I really don't, uh, but we'll just see. have to see how the season progresses. I, literally, Green Bay right now is in rebuild mode. They are rebuilding this complete, this complete season. They let go of a lot of their, of their uh, top-tier players throughout the year, and they're just rebuilding from this point up. So, therefore, this is not their year. Probably next year probably won't be their year either. But give it a couple of years. We'll see what happens, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, Kansas City is more than likely going to make the Super Bowl. San Francisco, right behind them. Uh, I hate to say it, but probably the Jets. They have Aaron Rodgers, and they have a lot of talented players on the Jets team right now. Uh, Detroit's looking pretty good. They're looking, pretty, they're looking pretty hungry, and I hate Detroit. You know how much I hate Detroit. They're our rivals, but I got to give it to them. And then I think finally I would have to say with the Cowboys. That's some decent picks. I, I personally, as I've told you guys before, I don't really have an NFL team anymore. I was a huge Rams fan, uh, went to games as a kid, loved the Rams, um, even though they broke my heart all the time. And um, when they moved to St. Louis and then won a championship for St. Louis, I, I just I lost my interest in the team and having them back. That same passion is not there. So I, I follow all the teams now, truthfully, and anywhere where a USC player is and is excelling or has uh-huh. a starting spot, uh-huh. I'm going to be following that team. I'm uh-huh. going to be, you know, that's one of the reasons I like Detroit. They've got a couple good SC players. Amon Ross St. Brown is their number one, uh-huh. you know, their number one receiver blew up last year, going to be even better this year. Um, you know, that's kind of what I follow. I like to see where the USC quarterbacks go the running backs, the defensive guys. And then I kind of follow those teams throughout the season just to see how they're doing. But that's one of the reasons why I'm so big into fantasy football. It gives me a reason to care about the NFL. Um, also, because when, also, the, when the Rams moved away, I, I lost all interest. Well, I'm not even, well, for me personally, I'm not even talking about uh, favorites as far as teams go. I'm just talking, thinking of talking about top five teams that I think are going to make it to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. That's, uh, that's what I'm thinking right now. I, I, again, I'm going to give the sneaky pick I gave a, a year ago. Um, 
which they didn't come through. But I think the Bengals are going to be, you know, right up there again this year. Uh, Burroughs is healthy again. Uh, his receiving core is healthy, one of the best in the league. They got Joe Mixon, one of their one of the great running backs in the league, one of the most consistent running backs in the league. Um, you know, it's it's just a strong team. If they've upped their defense at all, I think they really have a strong shot at going this year. Kansas City's always going to be in the discussion. Um, I think the Niners as well. I think I Niners think the Niners will probably good. be in the discussion as well. They're they've got a really really strong team, a really strong defense, yep. and uh, you know everybody's very high on Brock Purdy. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw what he could do last year. Um, I am not so high on the Cowboys. They are an incredibly talented team again this year. But I it's one of the few times I will agree with Stephen A. Smith, the ESPN analyst, um, that the Cowboys will do what the Cowboys do. They're going to look good for a while. Then they're going to start blowing games. They're going to get close and then they'll screw it up in the playoffs. Sounds like the it's, Raiders. <laughs> it's what it's what Dallas does. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's what they've done every single year. Yeah. They've been expected to compete for the Super Bowl. Ever since the Aikman, you know, Emmett Smith years, that's been their MO. And I think they'll do it again. I think they'll play strong throughout the year. They're going to blow a bunch of games, maybe not get as high of a seating as they're supposed to. And then they'll put up a dud in the playoffs like always. And that's and that's and that's pretty much the bottom line. I mean, honestly, I agree with all that. Um, the Cowboys, the only reason why I chose the Cowboys is because I forgot about Cincinnati. <laughs> I forgot about Cincinnati and the Niners. I forgot about them too. So, you know, you said the Niners. Oh, okay. And also Philadelphia. That's another team that's still, that's actually in the running as well. Philly would be in my top five as well. They're going to be a strong squad this year. Jalen hurts coming back, you know, was it third or fourth year now as the starter. This is really going to be a time for him to blossom. Great receiving core around him, solid receivers or solid running backs, and the usual Philly defense, you know, which is generally pretty strong. So, um, you know, you got to keep an eye out for all those teams. But again, that's what I love about the NFL. There's always going to be somebody who shocks you. And one of those teams we mentioned is going to probably not make the playoffs. And there'll be somebody we didn't expect who's right up there. And everybody's going, where the hell did they come from? (laughs) Well, we'll we'll, we'll just have to see if the Dirty Birds have it in them again, man. (laughs) That's the news in case you haven't heard. Thank you so much for watching the Navarro Miller Report. As usual, we are here every Friday uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Don't and uh, make sure you watch uh, my uh, watch and listen to my radio show on the ride home with Dave Navarro every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from two to seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be back here again as usual. Uh, apologies for last week not being here. We kind of had some technical issues on my end. At this time, it was on my end, not on Jeremy's end. So we wanted to apologize for that. But uh, we wish everybody to have a wonderful weekend. For that, uh, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this USC loving mother. And I'm Jeremy Miller. Fight on, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week on the Navarro Miller Report. You guys have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>